Hello, everyone. My name is Phil Svitek, joined alongside Tony Vasera, and we are movie fans. We do not claim to be anything but or anything more. And today we are discussing Minari, the A24 film, as well as the Plan B film. Uh, it is an Oscar uh, contender, certainly. Um, it did uh, pretty well at the Golden Globes and all that. And so I finally had a chance to see it, and I think more and more people are having a chance to see it. And so we figured now is a great time to talk about it. So it's going to be pretty spoiler-filled. Uh, we're just going to assume that you have seen it, and we're going to get into it. But, of course, we will start with our overall thoughts. So let me kick it over to my f- good friend Tony for what he thought of Minari. I say, everybody, my name is Tony, as I was already introduced. Um, honestly, honestly, dude, I think I thought Minari was all right. I didn't think it was anything that special to me, at least. I didn't want, didn't really, didn't really hit that hard for me. I think the the acting is really great in it. Um, I think overall the movie's pretty solid of a film. I like that it, 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 you know, like many films do, I, I love how this film brings me into a world that I was never, um, I would say I wasn't aware of, but I just never really thought of, you know, like um, specifically Korean Americans migrating to the U.S. to try to live out their own um, American dreams, and I found it very interesting. Um, I guess... For some reason, it didn't hit on the emotional beats, um, and I do have some gripes with some of the characters. Um, but overall, I, I enjoyed it, but it's not something that like I care for that much. Does that make sense? Also, hello, Lavina. <laughs> hello. Um, so for me, uh, I really, I, I thought it was a wonderful movie because it showed such a side to just uh, America that. I wasn't familiar with and you know especially like like I had no idea of the you know the sorting of the chickens and things of that nature uh and I thought it was a very quiet movie but it had a lot to say and what I did appreciate is that kind of each of the characters had their moment in the sun so to speak meaning they each of them had wonderful qualities but each of them also had negative qualities, right? And collectively, with you know, um, they're a family unit, and if they just ultimately banded together a little bit more and were on the same page about things, then everyone could have played to, you know, each other's strengths as opposed to exposing the weaknesses. Um, and certainly, I thought, like, just the way the metaphors were set up in the early beginning about the men being discarded um, in terms of the chickens and, you know, the the smokestack and the way that kind of plays out later on. I thought I, it was such a sadistically inevitable thing, in, and yet I didn't foresee it happening, um, you know, until like pretty much right before it did happen. So I thought played very well in the with the with the tension and the spaces and the time that it had, um, so it, it, I don't know. It really resonated with me in a in a unique way that I don't think other movies have. So, what about that resonated with you? Like, can you explain more about the whole smokestack and the men being thrown away and burned? <laughs> like the the, ma- the male chicks were basically dubbed as useless or aren't weren't as good tasting. I mean, it's not that they weren't as good tasting. It's just, you know, it was what function did the, they serve, right? And if they don't serve a function, they're discarded. And so as far as his wife is concerned, you know, it's it's one of those things that she was very much, you know, he had to serve a function. He, she, she wanted him to provide money uh, for them. Specifically, you know, she kept saying for David because he had his medical condition. And... You know, anything that veered away from that, it was just too luxurious, right? And she even makes the quip earlier on of like, you know, he's not like most kids. He's, you know, he's a Korean kid. He's not an American kid. And um, just the way they were sort of being raised. And, and, and in some sense, like, Jacob was trying to 
he was still trying to remain Korean, but also, you know, within an American society, whereas she really, I think, ultimately wanted to stick more with her roots of Korean culture and so forth, you know, even represented by the mom. I mean, there was there was a lot going on there, right? It, it seems like he came from a from a town and a farm where she came from the city because that kept kind of getting brought up. And so there's a whole history to them that we don't really know that's only alluded to. So that's kind of what resonated with me. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I, yeah, I did, I did like, I did like the father's standpoint more, Jacob's standpoint more of like, you know, coming here and trying to live out his dream of owning a farm and stuff. And, um, the thing that really annoyed me about this movie was the character of Monica and how she just like, she just wouldn't back him up at all. (laughs) Like it just, it just felt like she just like had her, had her own, um, she tried to play it safe, basically. She, I, I feel like she, she tried to always kind of take the safe route, understandably so, because they do have two children to look after. But, I mean, would it kill you to kind of, like, back up your husband a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's like, we didn't, I don't know, in my opinion, I'm like, I, don't bring that fucking negative attitude towards me, dude. Honestly, like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like, come on, like, <laughs> like either you're either with me or, like, what are you doing? Like, you know? Um, that's the, that's the thing that kind of bugged me is like her character felt like it was, she was always against her own husband to the point where she's also like threatening to leave him, um, because he's just not, the, the farm's not coming through, he's not providing, he's getting more and more in depth, I mean, more and more in in depth, and, uh, things aren't, weren't looking good for them, right, and then, but when things weren't looking good for them, the good thing that ha- comes from it is that David, little David, is actually um, his his condition is like receding, and he's getting better, and so that's when she's just like, you know what, maybe something is happening here, and I'm like, well, you know, it could have been could have been better if you would have been supporting him in overall and not like fighting with your husband in front of your little your little child David here, you know. <laughs> um, one thing I would say, I feel like. How you say, like, we, we all kind of have a good glimpse of every character and everything. That's cool. For the most part, I feel like Anne, the uh, the daughter, kind of gets shafted a little bit. I kind of wanted to see more of the dynamics of, like, her relationship with her mother because uh, of the way that she carried herself and how she was definitely, like, obviously the much more mature person um, when it came to the kids and, like, what kind of pressure she was going through from her own family to kind of be... She kind of felt like she had to be like the sane one in the whole family while everyone was going through everything. Um, how'd you feel about the daughter? Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly she could have uh, had more moments, but I thought the moments they chose to give her played well, right? When after after the grandmother comes back, you know, she's like, what's wrong with grandmother? And she's trying to piece it together. And, um, you know, Monica, her mom is saying like, you know, you're so adult and things of that nature. And, um, I, and I think she, she kind of takes out her, it's interesting because with, with David, there are moments where I think like she's like messing with him, but at the same time being a protective older sister in the way that she needs to. So like, you know, telling him not to run, worrying about the snakes and things like that. But then also, you know, she knows Mountain Dew is his favorite and she's not going to give him Mountain Dew. Now, whether or not, that's because of health reasons or more so she knows that he loves Mountain Dew and she's not going to give it to him and she's going to keep on drinking it. Uh, I wasn't entirely sure, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I think the moments that we got with her played well and revealed enough that, yeah, I mean, she, she like her mom said, she has to like have this burden and remember, she she's the one who writes that um, the pa- 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 airplane at the beginning of like, please stop fighting or whatever it was. And, you know, she really, in this entire family, does not have a voice. Uh, and you can see how burdened she is by that, you know, and whatnot. And you can kind of feel, too, that, like, she's she's also been shafted by her own kind of parents where it's just, she's like, hey, it's in a sense, what I got from her parents was like, hey, we know you're good. 
So we're not really going to worry about you. We're going to focus on David, who's like, he has this trouble. And she, it, it just, it kind of saddens me because, like, it feels like she, she had to grow up quick and didn't really have as much of the childhood as, I guess, David is having, you know? Um, so that, that, that part aspect kind of bummed me out in that sense because I, I didn't want to see... It, it does feel more about a movie of, like, this couple and this sick kid. Oh, yeah, by the way, here's this one daughter. Like, you know, there's not much going on there, you know. And then also, of course, the grandma comes through and fucks shit up. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about the grandma? I think it was a really cool, like, culture class, you know. It was a lot, um, an Americanized little, like, uh, Korean boy with David and, like, how he has to, he, he's faced with kind of, like, um what life is like kind of in Korea with his grandma being there and how, you know, he, she feeds him the, or she makes him drink that like gross looking black tea thing instead of his Mountain Dew that he wanted, you know, it's, that's so American to, for a little boy to want, uh, to want soda rather than this black dirty water juice thing that his grandma's feeding him. It's so, that's, it's so, it's so gross, but, I love I love their relationship. How like it slowly it becomes kind of like a feud. At, it's like a feud at first, right? How it's like he doesn't like her, and she's kind of like not that she doesn't like him. It's more just like she's a grandma. She's kind of doing her own thing, and and uh, I agree with David. How she 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 wasn't like a regular grandma. She wasn't the picturesque version of a grandma, whether that be. Uh, an American version of a grandma, or even a Korean version of a grandma. I guess I don't really know the Korean version of a grandma, but American version of a grandma is definitely not what she was, you know. Um, and well, he, he... I kind of like that she's like a little wild, how she's like watching wrestling and you know rooting for whatever wrestlers going around. And I, I like that she had like cool, like um, how they gave her cool, like little windows into her character, like that. How she's all like, well, what do you, what do you, there's that one instance where she's like, what do you, what do you do if you don't, like, <laughs> the, the kids straight up tell her, like, you don't fucking make us cookies, you don't do anything, like, what do you do? And she's like, boom, and it cuts to them, like, playing, um, playing whatever game that is, and I, <laughs> I just found that so hilarious. What, what, how'd you feel about the grandma? Yeah, I thought much, much like everyone else, you know, the, the movie starts off one way, and, you know, I think you kind of, at least I got the impression that I kind of knew where it was going, and you know, you just get these broad generalizations, right? Uh, the the son is with the father, the daughter is with the mother, and it's like, okay, you kind of see who's who's with who, um, and you know, the the grandmother for the most part is this mythical person of like, uh, you know, who is who is she, right? Because all there, she's only talked about until she obviously comes in. And so that that's what I do appreciate is you can't ultimate trying to guess each person just based off of one interaction. You're never going to be able to do it. Um, and that's what this movie kind of forces you to really do is really think about each character because they're not just a caricature or portrait of just a single quality. And certainly the grandmother. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, it'd be one thing if she didn't like bake cookies and things like that. Right. Cause those are very Americanized versions of what the grandmother would do. But the fact right. that, like, like as you said, I mean, she doesn't even she doesn't even do traditional Korean food. <laughs> like when I saw her making the water, at least I was like, oh, she's bringing back some like uh, cultural things that she's now going to teach everyone else, and she doesn't know anything, you know. Um, yet she's having a blast, and uh, and in that sense, right? So when you go back to Anne, I think you feel the weight of that moment with her and her mom is because Monica probably dealt with this with her grandmother already like she had to grow up very quickly you know and because her mom didn't know how to do any of these things yeah her her mom was very she came off as very responsible you know um and that makes sense why like Monica was the way that she was but also, I don't think it was the smartest move to bring the grandma in because I feel like Monica was just so desperate for, like, anything from home that she was willing to bring in her mom, who's truly, like, to me, at least to me, felt pretty irresponsible in the way she carried herself and, like, didn't really help out much with 
um, with the with the children or like the house, the the duties of the house, and inevitably ends up having a stroke, and then becomes even more of a burden that like the family has to look after. Um, I don't, I don't know. I felt I felt like I felt like Monica is the root of most problems in this movie. That's just me. You're I don't so know. mean. Okay, first <laughs> off, so so here's the thing, right? You have to. Because you're just watching it very myopically, right? At the end of the day... How am I watching it, Phil? How am I watching it? Tell me how am I watching it. Because you see... Okay, so you see Jacob wanting to do this thing. And and again, it's a very Americanized thing. But like, what at the end of the day, Monica, as she points out, like, Jacob, you made all this money. You sent it to your family, right? So none of never has like her family been supported and i i really think she's the grandmother right she has a lot of characteristics that jacob probably did have you know maybe not saying the grandmother was i i don't know her history right but not saying that she was as ambitious and as hard working as jacob is right so there is that distinction however the selfishness aspect of just do whatever you want individualism versus a collectivism you know that I think you know the in, the selfish nature of it. You know Jacob and the grandmother do share, whereas Monica, after so many years, she's tired of that crap, and she's tired. Like, what have I ever gotten out of this? And and rather than you know they were living comfortable lives in California or whatever else, and it's like okay, it is what it is. But like we did this for our kids, and now like we're living in this godforsaken place. Now, okay, sure you can make, as as you made the argument. She could change her mindset and things like that, and ultimately, like by moving here, th- you know, you can make the argument that this is what, in the end, saved David and so forth. Um, and we try to have all this judgment of like how life is supposed to be lived and so forth, and who's right and who's wrong. And I think, it, to me, it's the shortcoming of all of them. It's a collective shortcoming, not of Monica or Jacob or the grandmother or David or Anne. It's Again, just put aside all the bullshit and come together as a family. That's the way I read it. Right. But uh, I just felt like I saw the most action coming from Jacob, whether it was selfish or not. He was doing something. He was doing his best to do something. And I feel like when it came to Monica, she was kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, sure you can go ahead and practice being a better, like, sexter for chickens and stuff. But, like, ultimately, that's fucking chump change. Like, you know, like, your 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 husband is trying to go for, like, something slightly larger, like a bigger vision of things. And you're and she's just, like, focused on just kind of getting by. Which makes sense. And I agree. They're, they're, they, they all have their flaws. Like, um, Jacob is pretty kind of selfish, but it's understandable why he's selfish. Like, he wants to get his farm up and going. He was doing it all for his family, whether they're there or not. Like, even if, even if, J- like, you think that even if Monica were to leave him, he wasn't going to send them money? Of course he was going to fucking send them money. It's still his family. He, that's the type of guy he is. He, he's loyal to his family. He's also loyal to himself and to the vision that he wants and that he has in his mind. And it's just like when it came to. Monica, I don't really see much nuance in that where, I mean, in the sense where, like, I don't know, dude, it's just, it's, well, I, I get, I get that she was supporting the family overall, and I just wish she, she could have done a bit more, I don't know, All right, that's well, kind of how I feel. Well, we brought, hi. hello, so we hey. have Levine on with us, hello. Hi. Long time. So, yeah, hi, how are you? I'm kidding, how are you? Honestly, like, um, what I feel from Monica, it's that, uh, I think she kind of felt betrayed, like, her husband chose the farm over the family, like, over staying together, that's why, like, I think she's kind of mad that that's why she doesn't want to stay. Yeah, exactly. What do you guys And that's a fair point, but that's just his wife kind of challenging the man. He's like, hey, you're 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 too obsessed about this farm. We're gonna leave, and he's like, all right, cool. I'm gonna stay with the farm. <laughs> but see, it's okay, just... but 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 you're exactly, you're... isn't it like hurtful though towards her? But I and see, I see, I I agree with you because in that sense, right? But 
Tony, for me, like you're just viewing, you're viewing their entire relationship through this one movie. What the movie presents is like they, they, they have such rich lives in history that we, you can't even begin to fathom the weight on her shoulders and to say like, oh, this is the, this is like the trigger. It's like, God knows what, how much crap she dealt with before this. Then she knows what she's getting into. Even better to my point. She knows how he is. Then why is she tripping? So just like, suck it up. That's your point. Come on now. I mean, suck it up or you leave. And guess what? She she ended up not leaving. Well, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Your husband has such a great vision for like his life. The fuck? Get the. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> it's not guaranteed. I mean, it, it's a hard. It's it's a not hard guaranteed, life. but it's something. Rather than going back to the comfort, the the like the the pittance and the pennies of like being a, a like a chick sexing like your whole like like your whole life, you get like you get the miserableness of that. Like like you get me like. I, there's a chance of them being happy here with this farm, as and but but based on whose definition? That, I think that's the point. Uh, Livina, you want you want to jump in again? Uh, be the tiebreaker to us. Um. Well, I'm definitely on your side, Phil, because I I do feel for Monica. Um, I don't really know what else to say though. But like, uh, regarding her mom, I think it's more like. Because her mom was living alone in Korea, I think that's why she wants to bring her to the U.S. instead of like leaving her alone. I think like that's the whole point from like her perspective, I would say. But that's why like it's um they she made a deal with Jacob. Yeah, and I think and and then that's the thing. Like I think ultimately, right to to sit here and say who who did what for each other? Like I'm listen, Jacob, I thought did a wonderful thing when he turns to Monica and says, Hey, I want to go to church. And I thought that was a, you know, that, that was a good concession and really supporting her. Um, but later on, right. With Paul, you know, Paul, I think as crazy of a character as he is, you can tell that he does care about this family and he, he wants to be friendly with them. And, you know, just because they have different viewpoints, points or philosophies in life they can still be friends and uh you know monica does embrace him whereas jacob he kind of sees him as a utility of like this guy's gonna help me with the farm but i'm not gonna entertain him beyond that and so again it's just there's a there's a yin and yang to each of them and if only they could just they just need some sort of family intervention and and they just nice. need a. They just need their fruit to burn down, so they can all come together at the end. That was caused by the grandma too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't do it on purpose, though. Yeah, but she shouldn't be trying to work while she. Well, at least don't mess with fire after you have a stroke. You know, like don't mess with fire while also living on a farm when you okay you but, but but here's the thing right so your your man your man jacob right i'm saying she can go ahead and work around the house i mean you're, you're not gonna okay if it's she's not gonna not work you get me but i'm just saying don't mess with fire like come on all right so but here's the thing it's no different than earlier on people telling jacob what to do and what not to do right and you think he gets a victory with the water uh and and you think like the guy is kind of taking advantage of him of like, Hey, you know, the other guy before you, he, he cut corners too. And you know, blah, blah, blah. But it does come back to bite him in the ass because he was so unwavering in his stances. Right. And so in that sense, you're not going to tell Jacob what to do. (laughs) Uh, In fact, not only is he going to do what he wants to do, he's going to hide it from the rest of the family. So why is the grandmother any different for doing what she's doing? You get me? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I mean, it just didn't lead to any like anything burning down. I guess they had no water. I guess their finances went up in. Oh yeah, they did. That's true. They didn't have water. Uh, that's a good point. In a sense, it's kind of like yeah. It, it feels like everything kind of came back to bite them in the butt. Whether it be, um, was it? Oh yeah, Jacob thinking he's smarter than like the locals, or um, Monica thinking that this is a. A terrible lifestyle for her children because it ends up like curing or helping to cure David as well. Um, no, that's a good point. That's a fair point. I'll take that. 
Yeah, and so that that's why I think this movie is just beautifully acted, beautifully written. You know, I, I and even just some of the framing, the way things are framed, uh, I think just on all levels, there's that tension. And to to just assign it like who's right and who's wrong, I think is a just in general an improper reading of the movie. That that's what I love about it. You know, it, 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 everyone plays their part, and and nothing nothing is simple. And I think that's just life in general. You know what I mean? People always try to just give simple advice of like, do this, do that. And it's like, it, it's not so easy. You don't, you don't get the dynamics of things. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying someone's right. Someone's wrong. All I'm saying is that like, I think Monica just irked me the most on a personal level where I'm just like, get out of here <laughs> with that bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, if, if she had that, but that's the thing, right? There, there's an un, unacknowledged burden that sometimes happens. Like, imagine if she had that attitude. Like, would there be food for the family? Who would cook? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, all- that'd definitely make Jacob come around, probably. That'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm fucking up. <laughs> if she's taking a harder stance, maybe, yeah, that, that might have worked. Like, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. All right, well... Let's kind of switch subjects a little bit. Um, I thought, like, in general, I really love the colors of the movie. Like, I, I kind of hinted at it, the composition of the movie. And it's such a simple location overall, right? And I, I, I just really love it. And the iconography, right? Like, it, it's interesting to me, like, there's so much religious undertones in this movie, right? They're going to oh, church. Uh, a lot so many but even even with that right it only reinforces what's there as far as they don't even have a singular viewpoint of like god and how how it all works right so you know the the mom believes in one thing the grandmother's like oh you know don't worry about hell um you know paul let's just say like he's repenting and he wants to feel the weight of the crossbearer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which you know, I mean, you could look at it as I don't know. Um, obviously, you know, when they're driving by him with the kids from the church, and they're like, I forget exactly what they say, but you know, this fucking idiot, or you know, just certainly a pejorative. And it's like, well, this he. I mean, if nothing else, he's choosing to understand the sacrifice that you know, in his eyes, his Lord and Savior made, right? And it's just a different way of understanding. Uh, his God. And, and so just interesting to me in that sense. But, um, you know, we don't have to get into religious talk. Uh, let's talk about the um, the cinematography of it. What do you think? I, I loved it so fucking much. I think that's, for me, that's like what, what stood out the most. It, it, and you hit the, the nail on the head how it's it's so simple, like uh, like where it's located, um, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the locations that they use is so are so rich with nature and it definitely does a lot with a little bit like you don't really see much in this movie um, but what you do see is you can tell the you can feel the scope of it where they're like they're kind of like in the they're definitely like way out of town they have to drive a good good long time to get to anywhere really. Um, when you see Paul with the, with the whole, with the uh, cross and everything, you, you get in a sense, you get a sense of like how local trans transportation works with the kids and the school and everything and how far each, each like person lives away from each other. Um, I, I think the film did a great job of establishing that and just, it's, it, I, I gotta say it is a beautiful film. I, I fucking love the colors. I love, I love nature. I love where they where they grow the uh, the minari uh, uh, plant. Um, I I think it was all just fantastic. I I totally agree. It was, it was totally beautiful. Well, uh, Lavina, do you want to add anything in terms of what you thought of the visual aspect of it? Well, overall, I really like the tone, the color tone. It's really pretty and it's really warm. And um, well, I guess I just like it. <laughs> Right on. Um, so I'll be uh, much like the grandmother kind of acknowledged. She uh, she said, oh, you stupid Americans, you probably don't even know what Minari is. I'll admit I was that stupid American who did not actually know what Minari was <laughs> until this movie. Um, obviously, that's it's not only the title of the movie, but it's 
it, it's you know it's kind of what ends the entire thing. Um, I guess number one, did you guys know what Minari was, and B, you know what did it come to represent for you in terms of the overall movie? I yeah I didn't I didn't know what Minari was, but I like how like the one fact about Minari that stuck with me is that it can grow virtually anywhere. And the way I see it, it's just kind of like um, how these people chose this place and chose to stay there in this farm and are, are going to be able to kind of like, just like the Minari plant, going to be able to grow and blossom from, from, this, uh, from this location. And they can go and do that anywhere. It's kind of like a representation of like, um, like Korean immigrants coming to America choosing where to plot, like, you know, they, they plant their life into the ground here in America, and then their own, like, in a sense, their own culture, their own Minari grows wherever they decide to live. That's kind of how I viewed it, and I, I dug it for that reason. A little on the nose, but for this for this time, I, I dug it. It wasn't too, like, it wasn't too cheesy. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the, uh, the messaging of, of Minari. I really like that, actually. But, uh, well, uh, I didn't know what Minari to before, but I really like how you explained that, Anthony. Um, did you, so you didn't know about Minari? Yeah, no, I guess none, none, none of us knew what Minari was. That being said, I am so curious to, like, go out and find it and, and see, like, what, do you, what, it, what it's used for or how it's used. Um, yeah, well, she I explained it. I love this. You can use it for medicinal Anything, purposes. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, and yeah, I, I think you're right about that sense of, you know, it serves this metaphor for ultimately the family and that it can grow anywhere. Uh, they just have to choose to, to do it. And I will say, like, thank, thank God for me that this movie had a happy ending because as soon as, like, I saw the grandmother um, kind of doing that, I really, I really thought this was just going to end on such a downer, especially because in that moment, I, it just flashed in front of my eyes, you know, his conversation of, you know, the males are discarded and, you know, fire and, and things like that. And I thought for sure, once that farm went up in flames, like I thought everything was going to get scorched. And then like, just, they were going to get divorced. The kids are going to be fucked. There was no going back. I was like, please don't let this happen. Please don't let this happen. So I'm, I'm very grateful that it didn't destroy me in that way. I have some hope in the world. Thanks to this movie. Yeah, I mean, like when when it when it when it really this is what I love about like these characters and everything. It's like when it really came down to it, Jacob was like, "Fuck these, fuck, fuck the vegetables. Where's my wife? I think she's gonna die. I need to find, I need to save her." You know, he like he dropped the farm, like because in reality, he 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 did everything for his family. Like as selfish as it may have come off, I feel like he did everything true and true, but like for his family through his vision and like it's represented at the very end how it's like you know it's on fire he's like all right i'm gonna save my wife <laughs> screw screw everything but question and, i, I want to ask both of you right both of you can have an answer for this he went straight for the uh the shed where his pl plantation was right you know his the, the fruits of his labor the, he the stocks yeah like yeah. the stock of veggies, as opposed yeah. to the grandmother so that's what went through my mind i don't know did you guys you know tony did you think that or what i mean in my mind the grandma was pretty far away from the fire <laughs> how's <laughs> he know she... that how's he know well, that because she could see her didn't she didn't he she was like standing like away from the whole like barn like the whole stock field wasn't she wasn't he i don't know am i by the way am i pronouncing your name correctly i don't want to have screwed up your name this entire time lavina is that how you pronounce it Yes. Awesome. Uh -huh. It's Lavina. So, sorry to make you the tiebreaker in all of this. What did you think? Did he know the grandmother okay. was safe? Or, um, wow. <laughs> or no? Just ask her for her opinions on it. There's well, no tiebreaker. I think uh, from what I remember, like, uh, didn't she go with the kids? I think. And then at the end. Midway through the David? scene, she got to the kid. I don't, I mean. She starts, uh -huh. like, walking away afterwards. Like, she's like, she, the family arrives. He and she can clearly see her away from the fire, being like, "Hey, there's a fire," and then he starts, and then he immediately runs in, and then she starts walking away, 
And then Monica's like, Do you go expect after her to go, go after him, though? Like, he, what Phil is saying... The fire? What Phil is saying is, like, he went straight for the fire to save his vegetables rather than mm-hmm. to see if the grandma was okay. Which, clearly, she looked pretty okay. Mm. Well, I guess she was pretty okay. <laughs> there you go. But that's but, like saying... That, that's like saying... <laughs> you, you know those... Like, in sitcoms, there's those moments of, like... Uh, hey, so you didn't do this during the fire drill, and and the response is like, well, yeah, it was just a fire drill. It's like, yeah, but you didn't know it was a fire drill at the time of the drill, so you just literally left this person there. You you get what I'm saying? So it, it, it's this aspect of like, yeah, she's fine in the end, but I don't think that was calculated. That just that's just happenstance. It's po- it's possible too that he knew that since Monica was with him, like you know, Monica was gonna go straight for the mom. He was gonna go straight for the vegetables. It's kind of like a divide and conquer situation, you know. Like let's you know, two people can can cover more ground, sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, listen, nonetheless, the ground. The, I, I love the ending. I mean, it felt like a gut punch when you see the fire start to happen. I was like, no. I was like, Granny, what are you doing? And then it gets on fire, and I'm like, okay, well, that goes, that, there goes, there goes, that, I felt just like you did, Phil. I was like, there goes everything. <laughs> there goes the family, there goes the, the marriage, here comes a divorce, who knows, like, you know, Here comes, like, generations gonna... worth of messed up kids, because, like, you know, David and Anne, they were going to be messed up, and then their kids were going to be messed up. I just saw a whole su- succession of, like... Not good. <laughs> Just not goodness, exactly. And then it ends with such a beautiful moment where it's 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 um what's his name again? It's it's Jacob kind of biting the bullet, accepting that he's wrong, and also Monica being at his side with the, the the random guy with you know like the the stick and everything coming together it's it's what you talked about Phil they they finally come together they finally reach kind of like that understanding that compromise with each other and they're able to start all over again you know and it's it's just it's it's a beautiful ending i i, I think at the ending was like one of my favorite parts uh alongside the uh <laughs> the fake mountain dew that uh, david gives his grandma <laughs> which we haven't talked about yet <laughs> sure um, what, what, what did you think you were watching like jackass or something like that as soon as he's doing it or what who knows where he got i mean he was just mad at his grandma for not being the grandma that he expected a grandma to be you know and so he's like Hey, I'm not. I'm not able to get this. This soda. You're not able to get this soda, and I'm a pee in this. And I love that callback afterwards, where she, where she, they have this beautiful moment where she tells him about like, no, you're strong. You can run. You can do all these things. Like the grandma tells him, like you can do all these things. Like don't, don't listen to the people telling you what you can't do. You know. And then he goes, Hey, grandma, what does pee taste like? And then she's like, she's all like, Oh, you little shit. And then he runs away again. I thought it was fantastic. That was like the turnaround in. Um, like uh, in their relationship, I would feel like that moment where the grandma lets him run, as opposed to like coddling him, how everyone else is coddling him. The grandma lets him live a little bit, as opposed to like what the the regular family was was like, um, how they were treating him. And uh, I I really love that scene as well. But the ending I think was fantastic. Well, it was it wasn't really like a it wasn't really a, like a defeated end. It was more like a very like coming to understanding where it's like okay. We tried it, our, like, at least for Jacob, it was like, all right, we tried it, I tried it my way, and we, it kind of went up in flames, literally, so you know what, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it their way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna adapt to my environment, ask for help when I need it, and also, you know, um, come to this understanding with, with my wife, and, you know, come to support her in the way that she needs me to support her, and, and hopefully... Also, but it seems like Monica was also supporting him in the way that she, uh, he would have liked to su- support her, or, or just in general support was going around. That's what I felt, you know. They're supporting each other by the end of it, and I really loved that. I thought it was great. It was like the, it was like the, the it was, was kind of like hitting a, the restart button on a family that was about to like break apart, you know. And I loved it. Yeah, uh, Lavina, I thought. Did you have anything to add about the Mountain Dew and the pee? 
No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> it's just really funny. It is. Um, I did. I did love the little touch of him uh, pinching his cheeks to be like, "This is not a dream. This is not a dream," or whatever he's supposed to say. Um, as far as you know, it's interesting about the ending, right? This is almost like a, a very linear version, uh, and with a happy ending version of Blue Valentine. I don't know if you like. I don't know if you remember that movie or get that sense, but like, because like, I've seen it, I can't remember it completely. But I know they they end up kind of breaking up, right? Like they they don't get together by the end, right? They're yeah, just I mean the misery, living their lives. the misery you feel I haven't from. Seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it. Um, I'm light gonna, spoilers. <laughs> light spoilers. Light spoilers. It's right. Okay. Well, the the only difference is like um, that movie is very much about your bouncing back and forth between this couple, right? And the same sort of emotions that you kind of feel with Monica and Jacob, for the most part, is what you kind of feel in Blue Valentine, except there you have the added bonus of you're cutting back to the time when they were kind of courting each other. And so you see this weird dichotomy of like, how did they get here? Versus here, you're just kind of here, and they only allude to like, oh, in Korea we used to dance to the song or whatever else and you know even that shot in and of itself like monica's kind of re- reminiscing of like we did and he just keeps on eating his kimchi i think or whatever it is so um you know we can only like i said we, we're only grasping at what that history was we're never shown it whereas in blue valentine you you get that so and obviously i'm not comp- saying one's better than the other it's just an interesting comparison in terms of filmmaking choices and storytelling choices that's all yeah, I mean, throughout the whole film, they, they say a lot with, through a little bit when it comes to the the, the dynamics of the relationship between um, Jacob and Monica, probably more so with their past, you know, like what life they had before. They don't really, they don't really feel the need to truly show it, but they show it through like their own frustrations with each other, you know. Um, and I really appreciate that. That's that's really smart filmmaking. That's filmmaking that that really respects the viewer and puts puts that responsibility on the viewer to be like, hey, did you catch that kind of thing? You know. Um, and I really I really dug that. You know, I could I could feel I could feel their their past and like their struggle um, from 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 their early beginnings. Yeah, hundred percent. Um... So as we kind of, you know, we, we can talk stray stuff as well, but one of the things I did want to talk about, um, just for fun, um, what do you guys think in terms of the Oscars? Like, what do you think it's capable of winning versus not? Um, as of right now, it is nominated for um, Best Picture, Best Actor, um, Best Supporting Actress, Best Original Score, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay. Um, Prob- I would... Probably go for like best original screenplay would probably have the best chance. I don't think it's gonna take um best uh like picture. I think that's gonna go to Nomadland. I would say. Um, I think that's the only one it really has a chance at. I don't think it's gonna be. I think anything else. For me, if there is another category, I think best supporting actress could be doable. We'll see. Um. But I think, yeah, best original screenplay, I think, could could hold up. Um, what about you? What, what do you um, what do you think, Lavina? Yeah, I I agree. Do do you? Um, so let me ask. Let me rephrase it in this way. Would you like to see it see it win more? Uh, what do you mean? Like like, would you like to? You know, do you think in your mind is it the best picture? Should Stephen win for best actor? You know, is it the best original score? Is Lee the best director? You know, or is it, you know, is it just deserving of that original screenplay, as we're all saying, and the rest, it's a great movie, but, you know, doesn't deserve those titles? Well, I honestly don't think it's going to win Best Picture. I think Nomadland deserves better, uh, deserves more, and I'm not actually sure about uh, Steven Yeun as the uh, best actor, though. So I would say I would go with the best original screenplay, too. Okay. If they win anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and I, I agree. Um, and, you know, even though I think we're all on the same page in that, I don't think it takes away from the artistry of the movie and how what a powerful movie it is, you know. Um, and it is... It, I think it'll be really interesting if the grandma won. If the grandma wins. That would, oh, I would, I would love that. Yeah, I think that'd be yeah. amazing. I would love that as well. But, you know, the Oscars are such, uh, I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of going into the Oscars, but, yeah, that, that'd that be fantastic. Well, I guess, what, is she up for, like, Best Supporting Actress? or Yeah, Best Supporting. Oh, yeah, that'd be fantastic. I would, I would love to see that moment in Oscar history, please. Uh, here, it's, shoot, why didn't it come up? I was, um, sorry, you guys talk amongst yourself. I'm trying to pull up who is actually all nominated for. For this category, um, did you, Lavina? Did you have a favorite uh, character in the movie when it comes to Minari, or anyone that stood out to you? Honestly, the grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? I so? think she's a very interesting character. I found her to be very interesting too. Like, just like I love that she like loved uh, wrestling, and just like I love that she loved playing the, that. Uh, that game, I'm not even sure what that game's called, but it looks it looks. It's, I think it's more like Korean poker. Oh, okay. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fantastic. What did um, you think of? Oh, oh, I was just gonna say. So, circling back to best supporting actress and all that. Uh, so you've got uh, her for Minari. You've got Amanda Seyfried for Mank. Olivia Coleman for The Father. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. I have not actually seen that one. Um, and Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film. And Oh, shit. Yeah, that's... I think... Well, I think Maria. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. I think she did great. Um, but I, I, in terms of like actual performance, I thought Olivia Coleman in The Father takes it. I, I think she was all right in The Father. I think Anthony Hopkins... Well, I mean, when it comes to actresses... Yeah, I think that's a really good, like, triple threat right there. I think Maria Bakalova, I think, um, I just had her name pulled up. Esther, Esther Moon, who plays, I believe, is, oh, no, no, uh, no, wait, wait, I'm sorry. So, so who's a, who's a grandma? Is it Yoo Jung Yoon? Yeah, I believe that yes. was. Yeah. yeah, so I think her, and then also, um, Oli, what, what was that last one? Uh, the one from the one from the father. I think that's good. Olivia Coleman. Get, get get Glenn Close out of there. That movie's well. I heard that movie's awful. I haven't seen it myself, but that's such a like a Oscar favorite kind of. You know, it's like Oscar royalty, so they kind of just go with it. I don't. I I kind of hope she doesn't win. I haven't seen that movie either. I don't want to watch that movie. It sounds. It looks. How so about horrific. just don't knock a movie till you've seen it. Listen, I'm all for if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. But you know, let's not hate on something you haven't watched. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see about that one. All right. I mean, have you seen it? Have you seen a? You, I yeah, haven't. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend it or you know support it. Well, but, who knows? Maybe she's amazing in that. But that, that's what I'm saying. So just don't don't knock it till you've actually seen it. <laughs> but I feel like Glenn Close has had enough. Like <laughs> let's give, let's give it to some other peeps. Listen, I'm not arguing with you there, but like just just I don't know if it's a good movie or not. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get you. So, I just heard some people talk about it. That make up, see, make up your own mind. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's round it out. Let's. Uh, uh, any final thoughts that of of stuff that we haven't uh, discussed? Let me uh, kick it over to our guest panelist. You, anything that you'd like to add that hasn't been? Levina. Uh, no, I think I'm good. Thank you. All right. All right, Tony. Uh, Final thoughts for you. I think overall this film is great. It's worth watching. It's worth the Oscar attention. There's great performances in here. It's a world that I feel like Americans wouldn't think twice about. Um, And I think that it's kind of gone a little higher in my mind after this talk. I, I, I do find it more enjoyable now i probably want to watch it again um i think it's worth everybody's time it's 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 a great film it's a beautiful film 
it's it's heart wrenching, but also heartwarming, and I I truly adore. It. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I I agree, and it definitely captured me, and I, it had moments of levity, um, definitely moments where it's pulling on your heartstrings, uh, literally, and, and sometimes, uh, well, sometimes literally, definitely figuratively. The only knock I, I have on it is I I don't know how the subtitles were for you, but for mine they were they were sort of at times hard to read because the movie overall is very light, and you know depending on the scenes, like there's certain. Uh, shots where the bottom of the screen was was also very very bright and light and the text that i i had was just white and so sometimes i had to like kind of squint to actually read it i know that's a very nitpicky thing but i i do hope you know especially since a lot of people do have issue with like oh i gotta read subtitles and i'm not interested i think like a small thing like that further could like deter even more people and if and if at least people the subtitles were just a little bit easier to read in general um not just with this movie i think at least maybe then that that would that would help some people i don't know yeah that's i mean that's a good point sometimes i do get annoyed by subtitles not being too eligible um one thing i also want to say to add on to what i said previously it's such a simple film and, and it's it does so much with solo it's so cool just, it's such a nice little story, but it's the elements, you know, the little spices that they add to the overall dish that make it so delicious to consume. I, I love it. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, for uh, just just for full clarity, I love um, foreign language films, and and uh, you know, obviously this one, even though it takes place in America, you know, uh, Koreans uh, mixed into there very heavily. And I think if you just like. like um, uh, you know, the director of Parasite said last year, if you just get over the idea that you're reading um, this little box of, of subtitles, your world will be opened up to so many wonderful movies. And uh, certainly this is one of those movies. So I'm glad it exists. And um, yeah, I'm glad we had this discussion. And with that, that is our show. We thank you for tuning in and joining us. We will be doing a new discussion Every week, if you want to join the conversation live, we do it Wednesday nights, Pacific Time, 8 p.m. on the Clubhouse app. And then uh, we will be posting it up after the fact. Um, on behalf of Tony Becerra and myself, Phil Svitek, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen. And uh, if you want to follow us, all of our social handles are in the description. Thank you. Thank you.